stop there because that was all really good podcast content. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Welcome to the Elevated Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Janessa McKenzie, an intuitive business and mindset coach to inspired success-driven solopreneurs like you who are ready to show up like a badass boss and create the impact and income they desire. It's my mission to help you see who you were created to be so you can share your gifts with the world and make a difference. My approach to business is not what most would call normal. Thank God, because being weird and unapologetic about it is my jam. On this podcast, we mix the woo with the do to help you create the space, energetics, and strategy to attract the clients and cash you really want while unapologetically showing up as who you are so you can design the business and life you desire from the inside out. So if you're ready to say peace to settling, hiding, half-assing, and dimming your light, and yes to having the abundant, profitable business and life of your dreams without living on the edge of exhaustion and overwhelm, listen up as I hit the BS button on the extremely outdated perception that you need to hustle or be something you're not to be successful. Thank you so much for being here today. Now let's do this. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Elevated Entrepreneur Podcast. I am here today with Stacy Brass Russell, and she is an evolution coach and a brand strategist. Like, isn't that the coolest thing? Evolution coach. I love it. So Stacy, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. Yeah. So tell us a little bit more about you and who you are, what you do, who you serve. Okay. So yeah, so I'm, I am an evolution coach and business strategist and, um, you know, my, uh, who I serve are soulful and creative individuals who have, you know, come to a point where they want to be doing what really lights them up. And some of the people that I work with are there, they kind of have made that decision. And then they realize that it's a little hard to figure out how to monetize that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I work with other people who have come to the point where they are ready to kind of get back to doing what it is that they thought they were going to do. So Mm -hmm. a lot of, you know, the, my clients, people that I work with are often like myself, people that have passions and gifts that they went to school for that they thought they were going to, you know, pursue certain careers. Um, And then, those careers are not so easy to make money. And so you end up taking a job so that you can make money and we call it our money job. And the money job turns out to be the 10 year job where you became the manager and you, you know, started, uh, you know, making more money and 10 years or 20 years goes by and you realize that you're not doing what you thought you were going to be doing. So, the evolution coach part of what I say I do has to do with helping people to see that, you know, you can keep shifting and changing and making new choices, um, you know, starting to do something new and that that's always possible, that it's not a sign of, you know, that you failed or that you took a wrong path, um, but that everything kind of gets to be brought forward with you and all of your experience and your gifts and your skills and even what you learned to be really great at at your money job becomes another thing that you get to use as you kind of evolve into what you're going to do next. So, um, yeah, that that's that's what I help people do because I've done it myself so many times. I was just going to say that this must have been born out of experiences that you've had. Absolutely. Um, you know, my my story is that I was a performer. I was a professional actress. I, I actually 
was in the original production of Annie when I was 10 years old. So I was reading that. That's so cool. <laughs> 1979 was when I entered the cast of Annie as one of the orphans. And, um, you know, that, that started my career, you know, and for a lot of my life or early life, I never even considered doing anything besides being a performer. I, being a performer is definitely in my DNA. It's in my to my blood. Um, and I went to college, you know, I went to NYU to theater school, like literally nothing ever crossed my mind that that wouldn't be my, my path. And, um, when I was in college, my father passed away unexpectedly. Um, and he was young and it wasn't something that we were prepared for. And that really changed the trajectory of that part of my life because, um, you know, I was still in my, I was 19 and in my early twenties, when a lot of my, my friends were still being supported by their parents and getting help, right. If you're, if you want to be an actor in New York city, you have to have some funding, <laughs> you know, you yeah, can yeah. you have to take lessons and have headshots. And, um, you know, and I was at this kind of critical, you know, age where I wasn't making a lot of money on my own. Um, and so that kind of began this interesting journey that I just shared, which was, you know, kind of simultaneously as having a lot of success in show business. Cause I did, I did a lot of commercials and I've been in tons of shows and had, you know, wonderful things for, um, you know, in, in that part of my life and career. But at the same time, you know, if you're not famous, you're not really making consistent money all the time. You know, you're not, mm. you might have a job for a couple of months, you're in a show. And then when the show ends, now you're unemployed again and you have to, you know, get your next show. So, you know, that's the, why there's that stereotypical, you know, story of how actors wait tables. And in between my, my shows, I would have to have money jobs and, I was often, you know, because I'm responsible, reliable. We were actually just kind of talking about that before we yeah. started recording. You know, I'm one of those people that if I'm going to do a job, whether it's my chosen passionate career or just a money job, I'm still going to do it really well. And mm. what happens is, you know, you kind of, the people you're working for, they want you to stay. And, you know, yeah. it can be very easy to get, you know, kind of off your path. Um, but I feel like, you know, I made a really, really interesting decision um, about 10 years, you know, when I was up, up around 30, actually, a little in my early 30s, that since I really didn't enjoy waiting tables, that I should find something else to do as my money job. And I had started practicing yoga, and I did a yoga teacher training thinking, you know, I'd much rather go teach some yoga classes instead of wait tables when I need to make money when I'm not acting. Right. And I was right. I mean, you know, teaching yoga was something very, uh, it kind of utilized a lot of my skills. Um, you know, I was a dancer, so it's physical. I really, I'm, I have no problem sitting in front of a classroom of people and, and talking, I don't know, stage fright, you know, <laughs> so yeah. there were a lot of, there were a lot of things that about teaching yoga and I, and I love being inspirational and I love choosing the music and all of those things. And so all of a sudden, um, you know, I became a kind of popular yoga teacher and my classes started getting more people in them. And, you know, before I knew it, I had this other career. It wasn't mm -hmm. just a money job, but it was 
this really enjoyable thing that people were getting so much benefit from and 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 I was inspiring people and I was helping their lives and all of this wonderful stuff was happening and you know going on auditions and stressing out about getting someone else deciding if I could have a job started mm-hmm. to feel less appealing you know it started to feel like that that loss that that relationship that you have when when you're an actor when you have to audition and hope that someone's going to think you're good enough mm-hmm. i think i started kind of naturally seeing that there was another option <laughs> you know yeah. and, yeah, and uh, you kind of realize that when you step into that other option and you're being an entrepreneur that now now you're like okay uh it's not if somebody else thinks you're good enough, it's that if you think you're good enough. Yeah. 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 And when you really get, I mean, listen, obviously if you're a performer and you get to be on stage, there's, you know, and you get to hear people laugh or applaud, you know, you know that like you're having impact or that you're serving them or helping them in some way. But I think for most of, you know, the entrepreneurs that I know um, and that I work with, we're all service-based, you know, we, like, we come to realize that there's this part of us that like, we're here to help other people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that when, that there's a part of you, when you're that, when you're a service-based person, when you're, you know, someone who thrives on connection or helping other people, um, you know, you, you just want to be able to, you just want to be able to do that work. And it's so rewarding and fulfilling when, Mm -hmm when, when you just make that decision to, you know, kind of have that relationship, the relationship is that you're there to, you know, to help other people have a better experience in the world. Yeah. And how do you help your people go from like, do you start with a lot of newer entrepreneurs or are they already established? I do work with a lot of newer entrepreneurs. Um, I, you know, I do work with, you know, a lot of the soulful and creative people Mm -hmm. that one thing that they also identify themselves as is not knowing how or wanting to be salesy or market themselves. And I think that it's a really interesting conundrum. Like when you're a wellness professional or, you know, I work with a lot of yoga teachers and coaches and kind of creative artists that are trying to turn what they do into what I just said, like kind of being less dependent on other people and taking more control of like creating ways for people to work with them. And I think when you're a creative, soulful individual, sometimes what comes along with that is that sort of that feeling of just wanting to be really, you know, you just want to you just want to do your good work, you know, and you want to, (laughs) you want to avoid the whole conversation about being paid or, you know, you don't want to put a price on your services because you're so worried about whether or not you're, you know, you're, it's, you're worth it or it's putting the right, the right price or if people will want it. And so I work with a lot of people who kind of need to get over some of that, first of all, right. Some of that hurdle of, Hey, listen, it's, it's okay to charge for, for what you do, because you're helping people get an outcome that they want. You're helping people get something that they want and need. And, you know, it's your work, it's your business. So, so at some point you do have to be okay with saying, oh, and by the way, you know, this is the investment. (laughs) But I think that a lot of the people I work with come from that initial background where that's challenging. 
you know? Yeah, that was, it was hard for me in the beginning too. I was like, I got to put like something out there that says they have to pay me to do this. Like it's personal, you know? So it's, it feels like it's a direct reflection of you. Absolutely. And and the other thing is, yeah, the other thing is if you are a person who comes from a background of being an artist or a performer or whatever, there's also this built-in mentality that like, it's supposed to be hard to make money. Like you're a starving artist. Like it's almost a badge of honor, you know? Yeah. And And I think the, the, um, the thing that helped me the most was hearing um, somebody say that the transformation is in the transaction. Mm. Yeah. Meaning like when someone makes that transaction, they already are taking the first step toward their own transformation. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And it, it means more to them because they have invested in themselves. They've chosen I, to invest in themselves. So they want the change enough to, to, you know, put some skin in the game. I totally agree with that. I 100% agree. And yeah. uh, yeah. And that, and that's, you know, um, I've experienced it myself. Mm -hmm. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I mean, the first time I made like a big investment in, in a coach, (laughs) like a big one, it was terrifying. And then it was also like I, I try to explain it to exhilarating. Yeah. Like I try to explain it to my clients that are, that are coaches, you know, when I'm trying to help them. Mm-hmm. And then I also try to explain it if I have to, or if I feel it's relevant to someone who I'm talking about working with. Right. And I kind of, I, you know, I, I because I do want to encourage people and say, listen, I know, I know it can feel really scary and mm-hmm. it may be like, the best thing you can do for yourself to give yourself the exhilaration. That's a great word for it. Um, of, of making this investment in yourself, you know? Um, so I've experienced it and I definitely know that it is the beginning of the transformation. Yeah. I mean, how many unopened freebies do you have in your email box? (laughs) Right. I mean, it almost, it's almost to the point where, you know, I personally, I have, many and I, uh, especially from the beginning. Right. So now I'm very choosy about what type of freebies I get, because I know that I am now on this email list, which I get, I can unsubscribe at any time, but <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, is this something that is really going to help me move forward? I always think about that, uh, because I don't want my email box filling up with stuff that I don't really need because it just clutters my head. (laughs) Agreed. Uh, And, you know, when, when I pay for something, you're going to, you're damn right. I'm going to pay attention. Exactly. And, you know, and the other thing is when you pay for something, even if it's like a lower investment, whatever it is, in my experience, you've experienced that person in some way. So you've got a little bit of a, of a connection or a no like, and trust, whatever, you know, we use that phrase in our business, but you know, that you've got a little bit of curiosity, right. And enough to actually, enough to actually, like, even if it's, even if it's $27, you know, that like, yeah. you know, there's or something seven. different. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. There's something different about putting your credit card number in and, and, and kind of taking that next step. 
um, than just putting your email address. So I totally yes. agree. Yeah. Your email address is definitely, you know, it's a commitment to say, okay, I want more information about you. I want to get to know you. Yeah. Right. And your credit card is like, okay, I trust you enough now to teach me something, to to give me some kind of a transformation um, and to, you know, take that time to put my credit card numbers in because I really want the information that you have. Exactly. Uh, So, yes, I totally, totally get that. And what was I going to ask you? Oh, when I, in the beginning of this, when I said, you know, do you start with newer entrepreneurs? Like, I guess that's kind of, you kind of answered the question, but tell me if there's more that, you know, you don't want to add to that. Like, how do you move them through that phase of, um, I'm a creative and I just want to create and I just want to help people but I don't want to sound salesy and spammy and sleazy and markety because yeah. that was one of my problems in the beginning too. Right. Absolutely. So I know how I move my people through it, but I'm really curious to see how you move yours through it. Okay. Awesome. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I, I, because I taught yoga for 20 years, <laughs> I have yeah. taught yoga for 20 years um, and ended up owning a yoga studio and ended up really, you know, developing like a, I don't like to use the word following, but like a really great student base, you know, of people that really resonated with my teaching before I even became a coach, a you know, business strategist, a coach, I was understanding how, what people responded to was your message. Like the way that yes. you, the way that you interpret what it is that you're sharing. Cause what we know is that, look, there's, the, you know, there, there's not that much new stuff, right? It's kind of like yeah. whatever you do, you're not the only person who does it. Right? Right. We know that, but, but you're the only you, like you're the only one that shares it through your lens. You're the only one that, that kind of ends up relating to more specific things in the field that you're in and goes deeper, for example, in like in an area or that puts your own spin on things because of your other interests in life or your other passions, you know? And I didn't know I was doing this until I kind of started having all of these yoga teachers who I taught to be yoga teachers come to me and say, can you mentor me I want to be able to do what you do in the class because it seems like you seamlessly weave themes and philosophy through the the, the physical class. Mm. And I want to be able to do that. Mm. And so that kind of was this interesting beginning of my, it almost was sort of like I had to ask myself, well, what am I doing that they are, that they want to know how to do and how can I help them? And what I landed on, and this is before I ever, ever, ever had a business coach or this is before I even thought I was ever going to be a coach um, was I realized that I had clarity on like my message about yoga. And like, when I come into the classroom, I don't try to teach everything under the sun that anyone's ever Mm -hmm. said about yoga. I teach the three to five things that are what I feel the most connected to the, the most kind of like strongly about what, what, what I feel are the things I want to, I want to help other people to get the most out of. And that is what, how I help my clients. I really believe that having that foundation of why of our own message, our passionate mission, 
clarity on the things that we really want to teach are, you know, the, the handful of things, not everything in the world on a superficial level, but like mm-hmm. when you get with someone, what are you going to tell them are the things that are your special way that you're going to help them get their outcome. And yeah. then, you know, the other, the other important piece is of course the, and this also evolved from my teaching yoga, but I used to say to my, the, the, the yoga teachers, well, who do you think are the students that love your class? What do you think they love about it? And essentially I was already helping people with niche. Yeah. So it is really important to know like, who's going to want like what you're putting out there? Like who, who's going to relate the most to, to what you do and see it as that you're helping them with their problem, you know, because I always say, you know, like, again, I'm, I know I'm referencing a lot of yoga, but this is truly how I came to understand messaging. Um, You know, I always said like, if you want like a fast power yoga class with no spirituality or philosophy or anything, you just want a teacher to come in and be like, rah, 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 rah. Yeah. you just want to sweat a <laughs> yoga class. I'm not your teacher. Yeah. So you're not my niche. But if you want to come into a class that has alignment and that you're going to feel something like energetically come into, you know, into form and you're going to feel more connection and you're going to get clarity and your brain is going to like open and your nervous system is going to shift and, and you're going to come out of the class feeling like ready to be in the world. I'm your teacher. <laughs> yes. Yes. And that's the perfect way to think about it too. I mean, we can, you know, I w- we were just talking about discovery calls before we started recording and what, you know, some will say to some people about those things. And I was just, you know, saying that to somebody else, like, you know, what is it how how are you how are you putting all of the things that you love and that you want other people to be able to experience as well into this package that eventually becomes your brand because it's coming from you it is you yes um that's you know the biggest difference between me as a business coach and you as a business coach is us. Exactly. It's just the way, like, I love, you know, when you were like saying all those things and I almost, I didn't want to interrupt you <laughs> as you were talking, but you said, um, you were saying, you know, the messaging and your personality and, you know, all of these things that you're kind of putting together in the beginning of my business journey, Um, one of my very first like coach mentors said, figure out who your ideal client is like period. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Like with no, like little guidance there, there wasn't too much guidance. I'm like, okay, well, what do you mean? Because I'm a creative. I was, you know, on my first business was photography. Mm -hmm. So I know how to take a picture like nobody's business right and I can make you look and feel like you've never looked and felt like before but when it went to putting it out there and explaining that to people like how do you explain emotion that's I think is was my hardest was the hardest part for me how Mm -hmm. do we evoke emotion and you know it, it is really through your perspective your lens right of of what you want them to feel by working with you. 
Absolutely. And also, also to, um, I think also to create relatability, right? I mean, I think, I think that like when we, when we bring all of ourselves, you know, all of our, our, as, as we're, we're both, it's so funny that I used the word lens. And then I was like, I wasn't even thinking about Janessa, the photographer. <laughs> so what a, that's a common language for us. Cause I use the word lens all the time. You know, when I tell pe- people, I'm like, what's going to help a client choose you to be their, whatever their coach or their teacher or their, you know, their, all the people I work with or their agent, you know, I work with some literary agents, um, you know, what's going to choose, what's going to have someone choose you is that is the way that you share like the work you do is going to be uniquely through your lens and also they're going to feel a connection or a relatability to you you know so it's kind of like if you're you know if you're a passionate knitter <laughs> there's got to be something about knitting that you know that that you the lessons of knitting or the the mm. discipline of knitting or the or something that you love about the 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 the, the meditative quality there's something about being a knitter that that if you bring that forward in your messaging or you use that or you share that sometimes and you let people know that that's like one of the things about you that that is one of your passions you never know like how many people are going to, are going to go out. I want to, I want to learn more from that, from that coach that loves knitting. Cause I love knitting and she's going to get, you know, I love those references or I love those, you know, those, 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 you know, um, uh, analogies that she makes or whatever. And I really try to help people. You, that's what I mean by using all of your stuff, like all of your experience in life and how important it is for that all to come through when you are thinking of your ideal client. You cannot look outward and try to create an avatar of your ideal client in, in a vacuum where, where mm-hmm. you're not looking at yourself as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it, it's really on a deep, like that soul level. It's really just your innate and unique energy. Absolutely. So putting that out there authentically, like, I think a lot of people have a hard time with the word authenticity or vulnerability. So when we put ourselves out there and I'm air quoting, I know nobody can see me, but that's what I'm doing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What we're doing is we're sharing more of ourselves. But if you think of it as sharing your innate and unique energy out into the world, instead of... Um, you know, I'm being vulnerable or I'm, you know, I, we all want to be authentic, right? We, all, I think that's probably a goal for most. Some people don't know how to get there because it's scary or they're just blocking themselves from be, getting to authenticity because they're afraid of judgment or whatever it is. But being vulnerable and I think when you hear that word, a lot of people are like, oh, I got to share all my dirty laundry or... I have to, you know, tell them a story about something that really was emotional or traumatizing or something in my life. Well, that's not true. It's what's true is that you're just, you need to go out and share your energy, like your personality, your energy. Who are you? Who who are you? you know? and, and I will add to that, which, cause I totally agree. I mean, I've been, 
I've been putting myself in front of people for so long, like every yoga class sitting, you know, as a coach now on social media, every class I've ever taught sitting down and, and having to kind of share, do like a little share. And that's 20 years of my life. Like, believe me, plenty of things have happened. I mean, I'm really happily married now, but like I've gone through breakups and I, I did years of fertility treatment and had so many, you know, letdowns and, Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, you're living your life and you don't have to tell everyone every detail of that. That's not your job. But if, but if you know that your experiences of resilience or how you overcame a struggle or, uh, lessons that you learn or, um, awarenesses that come out of your life experiences, there's a way to bring those things forward without just necessarily having to, you know, like share the gory details, but Mm -hmm. there are so many ways that you can do that. And those are the kind of things that are really impactful for, for your audience, for your, for your potential clients, for your ideal clients. Um, And so, you know, yeah. Is it a skill to figure out how to be, authentic, how to be seen and heard, how to, how to put yourself out there so that you will open yourself up for that soul attraction. Mm. Yeah. I think there's probably a skill, you know, to, to being able to figure out how to take your experience and put it out there in a way that feels authentic, but doesn't necessarily feel like you're, you know, like you're sharing too much or more than what you really want, you know, people to know. Yeah. And you know, what you're sharing should be the underlying reason you're sharing is to help somebody through something. Yes. Um, So that's what I always look at when I'm like, you know, I can talk about this. Is there a story that I have that, you know, could help somebody understand that, you know, where you are right now, isn't where you need to be, or isn't where you, you know, isn't where you have to stay. Exactly. Um, and then, you know, I'll think about it and I just, I mean, you know, being intuitive as I am, I'm always listening to my intuition. So it, that tell, you know, that will help me. I'll just tap into that and be like, is this, you know, is this the right thing to share? Does this feel good right now? Is this going to help somebody move through whatever it is that they need to move through? Um, you also we don't all- always have to share everything the minute it happens, <laughs> which no, which is no, also yeah. something that's important, right? It's kind of like you you, you can um, you know you can process, you can you can reflect, you can take the time to sort of ask yourself like now that I've you know that I've allowed this to you know I've processed, I've I've gone through my experience. How can I? What do I want to now? you know, share if anything, but Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, uh, whatever, a common thing that could happen is, is miss. It's almost like misinterpreting the idea of being like authentic and vulnerable with thinking that you have to share everything in real time (laughs) because you don't. Right. Well, my cat's being very vocal today. I don't know if you can (laughs) hear him or not, but (laughs) I heard, I just heard it when you said it. Yeah. He likes to join in every once in a while. Uh So, yes, I agree with all of, all of that. Yes, absolutely. I, I always will share a story that I've already been through. Like I've already come out the other side of it. So I don't like to share 
you know, I, I, we all have problems, right? We all have the struggles. We all saw things pop up and especially like mindset stuff. We, no matter what level you're at or where you are in your business, it, it will pop up eventually and rear its ugly head every once in a while, even if you've done most of the work, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, because you're always up leveling, shifting, changing, growing. So you're always going to get to that next place of discomfort. There, there, yeah. There's never going to be a time unless you decide that you're no longer going to expand, <laughs> right? Right. But every, with every expansion, there's discomfort. Yes, absolutely. And I have a, the question I want to ask you, because I'm curious to what your opinion is, is uh, you have two signature systems. You have evolve and serve. Does one come before the other, do you think? I think that, I think that they can be simultaneous and I'll just explain evolve and serve came out of my, um, my feeling that, uh, my becoming a business coach kind of happened a little bit by accident. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, I started coaching and (laughs) I was a health coach and a life coach. And, um, and then, you know, kind of like in what I shared with you about how the, the yoga teachers started coming to me for mentorship, it started happening with coaches. Um, And, you know, and so I started coaching coaches and I started realizing, oh, wow, like all of what I did owning a yoga studio and sort of not realizing how I became a a master of messaging. And, you know, I have all these, these things that I actually can help people with their businesses. Um, But what happened was I, I thought, oh, but I, but I want to still make sure that people know that I'm a life coach. Um, and so evolve and serve for me came out of really wanting to make sure that I could kind of let someone know that this was, these were both possible, um, or possible, or, you know, serve doesn't exist without evolve. (laughs) There's right. I can't help anybody create a business without them having the mindset work that goes along with it because nobody, nobody shows up without needing, the, you know, the stuff that we all need, as you just said, with our mindset, but can someone come to me, uh, not knowing that they want to start a business? Absolutely. And, mm-hmm. and so therefore evolve kind of happens first, which is the system is based on that word, right? It's an acronym mm-hmm. and the E is for expand. The V is for visualize. The O is for objective observer. The L is for let go to let in. The mm-hmm. second V is for versatility. Mm-hmm. And the second E is for uh, empowered action. Yes. And so yeah. So in that system, when someone comes to me and they're like, I need to make a change and I don't know what it is. I'm just feeling like I know I want to do something different or maybe something happened to them. Maybe they did have a, a, a big loss. They might've gotten fired or maybe someone died or they've gone through a huge divorce or whatever it is. They come to me and they go, I feel like I probably have an opportunity to make the most of this of, of what I do next. And I don't know what to do. And so that process of expansion 
is all about when we, when we're feeling stuck or when we're feeling that we're in a place of contraction around like what's not working or what we're not getting, or we're not liking our experience. The very first thing, and this is all based in yoga and neuroscience, right? It's like a yoga coaching combo, which is, you know, the very first thing we have to do is we have to expand our minds again. We have to kind of open up so that we're not only seeing the difficulty. And we have to be able to see that there's other things available to us simultaneously, even though we might be very, very aware of the difficulty. And then as we move through the system, it's all about being able to then create the vision of like what you would really like. Cause I know how hard that is. Like sometimes we don't even want to allow ourselves to desire because we're, yeah. we're so convinced it won't happen that we're like, why should I even go there? I'm just going to be let down. Right. Yeah. Um, and then to be the objective observer is all about being able to step back and kind of shift your lens so that you're not thinking that everything is happening to you yeah. and yeah. letting go to let in is a lot. That's a little bit of a little woo. It's a lot, you know, it's kind of like, listen, what are the stories and the limiting beliefs that you've got right now that if we don't get rid of them, that you're not going to be able to, you know, you're not going to be able to have what's coming for you, you know, this new, this new you know, part of your life. And then yeah. versatility is all about being someone who can actually experience change. It's, it's choice. Mm-hmm. And then empowered action, right? It's kind of like a now what? So, and so the evolve process doesn't, look, you know, it doesn't have to take five years. It It's almost like the minute we shift into that way of thinking, then all of a sudden the creativity opens up, the possibility opens up. We get to start talking about like, well, what would you really like? Like if you were, if you were doing the work that, that feels mission driven for you, or, or if you were using your gifts and your skills and your passion to, to, to make money, do you want to do that? Do you want to create a business? And so sometimes I've, I, you know, as we said, I have people that come to me already knowing the business. They're like, I'm a coach and I'm not making money or Mm. I'm a yoga teacher. And, you know, there's no more yoga classes right now. How can I have Mm. an online business or whatever's going on? Um, But I'll just give you a great example. One of my favorite, you know, client success stories was my client who I met at the container store, she designed my closet <laughs> in my apartment. And, you know, she's like a New Yorker and we totally got to chatting because we were, you know, working on my closet and, you know, and she had come to New York to be a performer and, you know, and we had this great connection and, uh, you know, like we exchanged info. She started following me on social media. A few months later, she pops up on my calendar for a discovery call and we get on this call and she says to me, I've been working at the container store for 16 years. I have to, I have to quit. And I, and I, and I have to figure out what else I'm going to do. And I don't know what that is. Mm. And, you know, I, I was like, okay, like, you know, what do you think it might be? So cut to, and this all happened, like we started working together before the pandemic, but then the pandemic happened. Cut to now, we launched her business, which is a, you know, it's going to, it's, it's in a little bit of an adjusted uh, phase because of the pandemic, but she, what, what was revealed was that she loves being a tour guide to people. She loves being the person that whenever they come to New York, whenever someone comes to New York, she arranges where they go and she takes them to all the, you know, cool things. And, you know, and she loves going to other cities and, and, and finding the off the beaten path. And we 
created her business, which is, you know, called a day off with Sharona, where when you come to New York, you're going to hire her. And she, you know, she's getting her, you know, her tour guide license is almost done. And we have a business. And that all came from the process of Evolve, which was going through that sort of coming out of the contraction of, I have to quit. I'm so miserable. Guess what I, I helped her to do? Stay in that job. I said, wait a minute. You have this great job with great benefits, with lots of vacation, with ideal hours. Why would you not stay there if we could make it less contracted for you? If we could make it feel better, would you stay so that you could fund yourself to create the business that you want to create? Mm. And that's what we did. And so that is a perfect example of Evolve and Serve. That is a perfect example of expanding and getting into a place to see possibility, to reconnect to like passion, to what she really loves to do. And then having the help of a creative business strategist to say, great, what could we do to turn this into a business with structure, with a client pathway, with a, with services that you offer that we're going to put price tags on and we're going to create a process that someone goes through when they want to come to New York for now. I mean, we're going to do it in other cities too. Um, and what does that look like? And now she's done two virtual tours in New York City on Zoom where people have actually paid to join her. Oh, that's awesome. That's so. Awesome. That's just a perfect way of me sharing those two systems and how they work together. Yeah. And you know what else pops up for me? And uh, feel free to use this with her if you want to. Um, but homeschooling moms. Yeah. Um, they yeah. Educational, like to, to do things like Take that. Them on a mean? virtual tour of a city. They're, they're homeschool kids or any kids right now because they're, <laughs> they're all at home. Yes. <laughs> or most of them are. But yeah, like, you know. I've seen like museums will give like virtual yes. tours, but nobody has ever, or I have not seen anyone do like I am, tour. Like, I am a field totally, trip, a virtual I'm, field trip. I'm putting that out to her a hundred percent. Thank you for that. Oh, you're yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, so, so it's exciting to, to be able to help facilitate that process for someone, right. To go mm-hmm. from, yes. to go from that feeling of total contraction where you don't see possibility, but all you know is that you don't want the experience that you're having. Yes. And, you know, we do, before we can create what we want, we have to stop telling the universe what we don't want. Amen. Yes. I'm, I say that all the time and I, I catch myself too. You know, um, I have changed my language. I have, and, and it takes work to do this, right? But you have to consciously choose to check your thoughts constantly. Absolutely. And I have definitely changed the way that I think things and say things because I know <laughs> what comes to me when I think and say certain ways. And, you know, it's, it's a test for everybody, you know, like if you want something different, think something different. Yeah. Sometimes one word, you know, um, yeah. I, uh, <clears throat> you know, I, that, you know, I had shared with you that, oh, you know, right before the end of the year, I had a little unexpected family, mm-hmm. um, you know, matter come up and I had to kind of take some time and, and, and help my mom. And it was, it felt like a really critical time in my business because I had all of these, um, 
these these things that were going to happen for the end of the year and the beginning of 2021 leading to a launch for a program. And the time that I had to take off was literally when I would have had to have been giving my, my VA, like all of the language for like graphic, you know, it, it was the yeah. worst. It was really yeah. bad. And I like really went into like a contraction and I got on with my coach and I, and I used the language, how am I going to salvage mm. the end of my year or what, you know, something like that. Mm. How am I going to salvage? And she also is really, you know, you know, of course we choose our coaches that, that are, yeah, that are very tuned, tuned in yeah. the way we are. Yeah. And she said, well, first of all, what if we could just change that word salvage? Like what if, what if we're just going to kind of reinvent um, or rethink the plan, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, to, to your point, you know, as, as, as aware as I try to be right, mm-hmm. we're not, of course, of course we're human. Like, of course we're going to have these moments where we go into that feeling of despair, you know? And I, and, but just that one shift when she said that, I was like, oh yeah, absolutely. And then over the next couple of days, anytime I caught myself, like, you know, talking to my husband or talking to maybe my best friend and, you know, being like, you know, I'm really going to have to try to salvage. And then I would catch myself. And then after like a day or two, it went away. Yeah. And I stopped thinking it and saying it. Yeah. And you started thinking about it the way that it was more abundant. Absolutely. Less constricting. Yeah, definitely. And it's funny because a lot of the times I will, a question I ask all the time on my discovery calls, um, and I'm sure most of us coaches do ask this question, what do you want? Right. And what do we get as answers? What happens with me a lot of the times is that the answers I get start with, well, I don't want. Great. I didn't ask you what you don't want. Right. What do you want? Let's start thinking about it in that perspective, because that's exactly what it is. When you're thinking about what you don't want, you're in lack, you're in scarcity, you're in that constriction mode. So when you start thinking about what you do want, yeah, is it scary? Does it, can it feel in the beginning, like selfish? Can it feel like I don't deserve this? Can it feel like I can't have this? Yes, it can. But when you start just saying, I, this is what I do want. This is what I do want. This is what I do want. It starts, you start, you start expanding, right. And you start really putting it out into the universal energy that this is what you do want. And that's what can, that's, what's going to come back to you. And you keep talking about what you don't want. That's what you're going to get. Even though you're saying the word, I don't, your brain doesn't understand the words that come before the desire. Exactly. So whatever your desire is, like, I don't want, I don't know, uh, pimples, right? Right. <laughs> your brain says pimples. Okay. Exactly. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or like, I don't want it. I don't want everything to feel like such a struggle. Yes. Oh, you're going to start struggling. Yeah. yeah. Cause that's what your brain, you're telling yourself and the universe and your brain that that's what you want. So it's going to go look for more of that. It's kind of like keywords. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Like the first part of the sentence doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, most of the time. So when you're, you know, you're saying I am, or I want, or I can, or yeah. all of these things, that is what you know, you're going to call in. And that's a really good point when you're asking questions too. I'm always, um, you know, 
saying, reframe your question because it, it needs to be an outcome-based question because the quality of the questions you ask is the quality that you're going to get back, right? So how can I uh, build a successful business? Yes. Um, you know, not how can I get out of debt? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, I love that. I love that. Yeah. So uh, do you have any last words for us, Stacey? This was an amazing <laughs> conversation. I'm like, it, we, we dug in and we went a little, we went deep and I'm yeah. exciting. I, I'm glad. I know. I loved that. our conversation. <laughs> um, I feel like we covered so much. Um, did. Yeah. I, I feel like we took this big journey and, and I also just appreciate um I appreciate your, you know, like kind of letting us steer a little bit into um, my, you know, kind of my, 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 my personal evolution of how I kind of shifted into my different incarnations of the work I do, because, you know, I think it's really important for, 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 you know, for other entrepreneurs, even to know that like, you're always evolving, right. And that there's even just once you become a a coach or whatever, there's still going to probably be like times when you realize that you have even more clarity about what you do and you're going to evolve or shift a little bit or change your kind of like message, you know, kind of your focus or, or you get more clarity on your ideal client. And so I, I think that, if we can get to that place of sort of living in that excitement and, mm. and, 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 and allow those things to happen and not see them as, Oh no. Yes. <laughs> now, I have to, now I have to think of another, you know, <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that that, you know, so thanks for like, I think it was really nice that we allowed the conversation to flow in that direction. Yeah, it was definitely. So tell everyone where they can find you. Okay. Yeah. So I'm, you know, my obvious, uh, first thing is my website, uh, which is www.stacybrassrussell.com. So I'm Stacy with an E. So, uh, S-T-A-C-E-Y-B-R-A-S-S-R-U-S-S-E-L-L.com. And, um, I do have a gift, uh, for the, for the elevated audience, the elevated entrepreneur audience. Um, and so it's my website with a slash and then elevated, um, and, you know, we talked a lot about the, the, the incorporating that I do of sort of like yoga and strategy, um, and the gift that I'd love to offer your audience is what I call rise and vibe, which is a morning practice to kind of get you in your body and get you into like Janessa, you and I talked so much about like kind of energy and spiritual, mm. like kind of being in alignment, yeah. um, so that then you can sit down and use a strategy map that I created, which is reverse engineering your kind of goal for the day so Mm. that you know what to do with yourself. Um, A lot of the people that I work with as new entrepreneurs, especially can get into overwhelm with sort of feeling like there's a million possibilities of what you can do uh, in your business. And so anyway, so that's a gift that I'd love to offer. So that's stacybrassrussell.com slash elevated. And yeah. And then, you know, um, from there, the social media, uh, channels are, are, are available. Obviously I'm on Instagram and Facebook and all that. (laughs) Awesome. Amazing. 
So I always ask at the end of every episode that anybody listening, um, if you've got something out of this podcast episode, and I don't know how you couldn't have, this one was gold, right? And, you know, any aha moments, any feedback that you have at any time about this, please screenshot this episode, tag Stacy and I on your Instagram stories and tell us what you thought. And we also love DMs. I love DMs. Stacey, do you love DMs? I love DMs. I yeah. love DMs. I love ahas. I love anyone reaching out with any sort of takeaway or comment or question. Yes, I love that too. So feel free, everyone, to reach out anytime. And we'll see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for having me, Janessa. You're welcome, Stacy. Have you ever wondered why some days you're so energized that whipping through actions in your business is a breeze and others you feel like you just want to go back to bed, pull the covers over and totally retreat from the world? Maybe there are weeks where everything feels easier and the abundance is flowing while others feel like you're smashing your head on a brick wall and resistance seems to rule, leading to a shit ton of trash talk going on in your head. If you're anything like me and most entrepreneurs, you've tried to just push through and keep hustling even when your mind, body, and soul are crying out for rest. Because that's what we've been taught we need to do to be successful. Go, go, go 24-7. What if I told you it doesn't have to be that way? Imagine just for a moment that you could create an abundant, profitable business without living on the edge of exhaustion and burnout. What if you could totally enjoy your business in a state of joy, ease, and flow? What if you could find that healthy balance of business, life, and self without the guilt of not being on all the time? Well, using the power and energy of the lunar cycles, you can. When you work with the cycles of the moon, you create more flow and ease. There's less just surviving and more thriving. Knowing when to floor the gas pedal and when to hit the brake, you'll no longer need to push or force your way forward. Instead, you can switch into receiving mode, flowing with the natural energies of the moon. You don't always have to be on in order to be successful and get big things done. In fact, it's not natural or healthy and could even be a barrier to the ultimate success of your business. So I want to introduce you to Moon Circle Magic. In this vibration-raising monthly membership community, I'm bringing you energetic, spiritual, and practical ways, mixing the woo with the do, that allows you to have a business and or life that you truly enjoy and totally reflects who you are using the moon's phases and energy. I've created a safe and supportive space that allows you full permission to find you and your personal fulfillment, self-love, abundance, confidence, and to connect with your intuition so you learn to lead from your soul and have the passionate, profitable business you want. The link to this is in the show notes, or you can visit my website at www.theelevatedentrepreneur.net.